Hi everyone, so I've decided to do a remake of the part two of my Izu X listener just because it was really short and it wasn't very good audio and I know I need to get a microphone. Thank you though. Um, I am saving up for one. So high hopes that I'll be getting one soon. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing a remake of this just so that way, you know, it will hopefully sound better and I feel like a lot better. So I feel like I probably will cough less and I will be able to make this video a lot better. So yeah, I'm sorry for the barking in the background. My do my dad's canine upstairs is going nuts over I don't even know what. So yeah. Um, but let's get started. <coughs> so time skip to the festival. You and Hatsume were very excited as y'all made your way down to the arena. You saw Midoriya immediately and ran up to him as y'all began talking. Then the peppermint-haired boy, who appeared to be, who you recognized from the news, Shoto Todoroki, Endeavor's son, came up. You remembered he also ate lunch with Midoriya quite often, so you figured they're probably really close friends. Oh, hi, Todoroki. Midoriya says. <coughs> as you begin talking, you watch as Hatsume walks over to the blue-haired boy that you recognize from when they were, from when Midoriya was eating lunch. Tenya Ida, you were pretty sure. Hatsume had to redesign his suit, too. So, y'all worked together on that one, just because she had a few malfunctions. But it was alright. She began talking about one of her babies with him. And he began making choppy hand signals. You thought it was kind of funny. As y'all were talking, the angry Pomeranian came over. What are you doing here? Um, I'm getting ready for the sports festival, you say, smiling. Though you weren't in the hero course, you were still required to have a hero uniform and a hero name. Your, na your hero name was Forestelia. For some reason, though you weren't born with a quirk, you had a very good connection to the earth and pretty much could tell when anything was wrong with the earth. You had a very sensitive touch, so if any form of walking or anything even touched the earth within a mile of you, you could feel it really easily. You smiled simply as, oh my god, Curry, he shut up. Sorry. Where was I? I don't know. Um... Your uniform consisted of very lightweight cargo pants that you were able to keep all your tools in. You had a motorcycle that went along with your uniform and stuff. You use this motorcycle mainly to carry tools and medical supplies since you usually just would help out with the heroes. You would use the tools to fix any of their gear and use the medical supplies, of course, unless if they were hurt. 
You also kept sewing stuff in case you needed to fix a uniform. You were very good at sewing, and you had learned from a very young age. You were allowed to use your motorcycle in this, but decided not to, as people would see it as a threat. Though you'd filled out all the paperwork in order to use it, you decided you'd use it in the relay race later. The motorcycle was in the changing rooms, back where you and Hatsume had changed. Your top was a very tight-fit thermal that was green. It also had a protective layer around it, so you were protected from the rain in any form of weather. You had a scarf similar to Azawa's, but not quite. Instead of it being gray, it was green, and it looked like a normal scarf, And but you wore it as a belt or a sash most of the time. Today, you were wearing it as a sash. It fit very well, and you had it pretty well wrapped well. You had learned how to control it when you were younger. It was something that your father had had, and it made you really excited to get one. Your belt consisted of many pockets and tools that you were able to use in fixing things. He scoffed. What's a corkless nobody gonna, gonna do in a sports festival? I'm gonna kick your ass. You said to Bakugo. He rolls his eyes. As if. He says. Oh yeah? Well then I'll prove it to you. He gets into a fighting stance. Oh yeah? Go ahead. He says. Alright, you asked for it. You say. As you, get, as you stand there. He quickly goes in order to charge you. What he doesn't know about your suit is that it can reflect force. So if somebody punched you, it would reflect against them instead of you. Something that you had engineered yourself. He thought it was rather funny when he tried to punch you and failed, because you just simply slid into the splits. And then in doing so, you swing kicked him and caused him to fall. When he went to get up, you used your scarf to wrap him up, and then just smiled up at him as you held him in the air. He was like, what? That was just luck. Sure, angry Pomeranian, you say, and you throw the main difference between your scarf and Azawa's was yours could grow things. So it kind of had Mo- Momo's quirk into it, except you didn't have to really know what you needed for it. Usually you would just create vines with it. And a lot of the time it would get ripped really easily because of the fact that you had to engineer it to be able to do this. So you would just create a new one. It was also very skinny, and not, it didn't look like a scarf. It looked more like a rope or a vine. So, it worked rather well. It fit you perfectly. You heard over the intercom for all of you to line up. You saw Azal was slightly smiling down at you from the, bo- from the speaker's booth with Mike. Azawa had been a longtime family friend of yours since he had worked with your parents closely. 
He was practically your uncle, and you did call him Uncle Zawa. Your parents thought it was funny, but it was really just you. When you got up to the starting line, everyone started laughing. Oh, look, it's the quirkless girl, they would whisper. Though, yes, you used different things in order to substitute for a quirk. Mainly what you used was your sheer brain size and the fact that you were very sensitive to touch and you were very strong. You had thin-soled boots on that came up to your knees so that way you could hear, so that way you could feel things really easily. You got up to the starting line and everyone started laughing. But you didn't mind. You also had engineered the bottoms of your boots to reflect things too. So if you jumped really hard, and instead of you just going up a normal height, you would go about triple the height you'd usually go. So about triple the length too. <coughs> Sorry. You heard the gun sound and y'all all began, began running. You felt something small like a ripple in the earth. You knew that something was gonna collapse. So you jumped, very simple. Right as you did, things began to collapse and you jumped across the rubble to get across it. Everyone else was stopped, except for two guys who were crushed. You recognized one, Ajiro Kirishima, and then the other one was Tetsu Tetsu, though you couldn't remember his first name. You continued running, <coughs> ignoring the fact that they were all yelling something about their quirk. People were beginning to catch up with you now. You looked to your left to see Midoriya, then to your right to see the angry Pomeranian blasting his way up to you. You rolled your eyes. You saw that you were coming to a spot where you would be required to jump over things. You noticed that it was only about 20 feet in the air and that there were trees above you. You quickly touched your sash and rocket launched up into a tree. Then began jumping across the branches. You had done this with your Uncle Zawa since you were little. So you'd learn to keep good balance. As you were jumping from branch to branch, you noticed that below you was a girl with vine hair who was swinging from branch to branch with her hair. You thought it was pretty neat. And on the ground was a girl who looked as though she had bullhorns. You thought she was pretty adorable. And the way she kept her head down and was running, you could obviously tell that her quirk had something probably similar to a bull's natural abilities. You knew you needed to step up your game. So you pushed double as hard as you usually would against the branch, and you rocket launched three branches up instead of just one to two. You began doing that every other leap, so that way you wouldn't tire yourself out but you would also be able to get farther than they could. You were almost there when you noticed something. 
There were tiny explosives embedded in the ground, right before the finish line. You notice, you notice though, that would probably wipe a bunch of people out. So, you used your scarf to move them all. You were nice enough to do that. But, you weren't nice enough to scatter, to not scatter them around through the pathway before. You did that, and watched as what you had decided to call her the pool girl was rocket launched up into the air. Thankfully, the vine type girl grabbed grabbed her with her hair and settled her back down. You know, but what you didn't realize was that Midoriya was ahead of you. But by the time you noticed, it was too late. But that was alright. You took the second place spot, and then Peppermint Boy Todoroki took the third place spot. Bakugo, or Angry Pomeranian as you like to call him, wasn't happy since he got fourth. You thought this was funny, however. And the next thing, you had decided that you were going to use your motorcycle. So you quickly went to the changing rooms and grabbed your bike. It was folded up into a tiny compact case. It was about double the width of a phone and about the size of one, too. All you had to do was push what looked like a home button. And it quickly unfolded. As it began unfolding, you secured a few things with the bolts that were in one of your special pockets on your belts, and then you were good to go. Midoriya looked at you. Whoa, YN, that's super cool. Thanks, Midoriya. You say, smiling. Anyways, he explains what they had told y'all that you were supposed to do. So, you, Midoriya, um, you, Midoriya, Ida, and Todoroki, or Hatsume, ended up on a team. Hatsume attached small little circular looking rivets to all of Ida's, um, what you like to call boosters, on its calves. They fit around them perfectly. She'd designed them just for him. What they did, though, was just what y'all had done before, except it cooled down. It cooled down his legs. So that way, while he was running, he could still use his turbo boost, but it would keep his legs cool enough so that way they didn't melt together and he didn't have any drawbacks. There was two per each booster. One at the base and then one at the top. So that way, if the base got too hot, it would cool down. And if the top got too hot, it would easily be able to cool down as well. You thought this was rather entertaining. When they all started. Everyone was after Izu, but you had a few tricks up your sleeve. Everyone thought y'all were cheating because y'all were using your motorcycle. What they didn't know was the few other additions you could do to your motorcycle. You sat on your motorcycle 
while one of Midoriya's feet were positioned on your shoulder. He was very lightweight, oddly enough. What you did next surprised everyone. You pulled out another addition to your bike. You pressed the button and fastened it on quickly. It was a grabby tool. Y'all wanted to get Tokuyami on your team, but he had gotten hurt in the last round, so sadly he wouldn't be on your team. But you figured that this grabby, these grabby tools will be able to work like Dark Shadow did. When the gunshot sounded for y'all to begin, y'all quickly went after. Y'all quickly, y'all very quickly, sorry, went after Todoroki and then Bakugo. After you got those, those banners, you went after a few other people. You realized Monoma had a copying quirk. And you thought it was kind of funny. But what you did with your... What you did with your sash was even funnier. He tried to copy what he thought was your quirk. But he failed. He tried to make a scar for anything like that. And failed. What is what is the meaning of this? What have you done? He asked. Oh, it's simple, Monma. I'm quirkless. So you get to be stuck being quirkless for about 20 minutes. Everyone thought this was funny. And they all ran after him. You smiled. But as everyone was running after him, you quickly grabbed a bunch of sashes. By the end of it, your team had won. Hatsume was exhausted, though. You noticed that something had scratched her ankle. So you quickly opened one of the... Sorry. You opened one of the saddlebags on your bike and pulled out some bandages and a first aid kit. You wrapped it up carefully and was, and you were able to get her able to walk, but she limped really badly. So she had to drop out. You were kind of upset about it, but knew it was for the best. The next round was the one-on-one -on -one matches. You wished Midoriya luck as you went to your section to win. You sat in the room you were supposed to be in <coughs> with Hatsume chatting with you. As y'all chatted happily and merrily, You began to wonder, what would it be like, you thought to yourself, if you didn't have, if you had been born with a quirk. You were curious as to this, and then quickly snapped out of it when your name was called. You were put up against the mind control guy. You remembered one thing that you knew would save your life. You couldn't talk to him, or else he would 
gain control of you. And what was funny was, if you couldn't hear him, you couldn't say anything back. You quickly put earplugs in. (coughs) And got on your bike. You rode out there, and you'd already taken your grabby extensions off. It looked just like a normal cruiser-style motorcycle. You had engineered most of it, so it was kind of your own brand, but you had made the style look the same. Once you noticed when it began, because midnight, one of the teachers that you knew, waved down what looked like a form of whip or something. You thought it was weird. Once she did so, you began riding circles around him. What you didn't see, though, was the scarf who that was Azawa's, that looked like Azawa's, was around his neck. Crap, you forgot Azawa's son. You always forgot about this cousin of yours, because usually he just locked himself in... Locked himself in his bedroom whenever you were <clears throat> there or whenever y'all were at his, he was at your house. He would just ignore everyone and sit there. But what you did remember about him was that he didn't like people and he didn't sleep very well. So what you did was the one thing you knew how to do. You used your, you used your sash to make a pair of earbuds and you connected them to your bike speaker and then when he wasn't looking you quickly fastened them into his ears you began playing lullabies as he began to sway to sleep you quickly grabbed him and set him out of bounds it was a rather entertaining type a rather entertaining type of show. As all anyone saw was him trying to talk to you and him shooting the scarf out everywhere. Your uncle's always smiled at you pridefully and then looked out at his son and laughed, chuckled and shook his head. Though he was hurt from the attack a couple weeks ago, he was still his own self. You went and sat down, knowing that you were going out in another few minutes. The next person you went up against was Midoriya. You didn't really want to go up against him, but (coughs) you knew you had to. So when they called your name again, you walked out there. As you stepped on the field, you noticed something. He looks sad. You had already taken out your earplugs that you would use with with the last battle. Since y'all weren't starting yet, you and him were just talking. What's wrong, Midoriya? You asked quietly. So nobody could hear you. Oh, it's nothing. Don't lie to me, Midoriya. What's wrong? You asked. It's just, I don't want to fight you, he said, quietly. I don't want to fight you either. Let's make a deal, though. We will try our 
best against each other, and whoever wins, it won't affect our friendship. Of course not, Midoriya says with a bright, with a broad smile, as y'all take y'all sides of the arena. <laughs> Sorry. As midnight wait, the thingy. I'll begin. You noticed, though, that whenever he used his quirk past 5%, he would break his bones, and 5% was still pushing it. So, you've been around him in a circle on your bike, making, kicking up dirt. Once you were done, you set your bike, you got off your bike, and you put up the kickstand so that way it would stand there. You took out the vines. You took out your sash, making it look like vines, and wrapped them around his feet. But what you didn't know was why you kept feeling this shaking, electrifying feeling in the ground. Until you felt it. The ground cracking. Midoriya was sitting there and tapping his foot against the ground with just his toes. You knew he was raking his toes in the process. So what you did next probably wasn't very fair. You swung him up in the air with your vines and brought him down, landing perfectly on his toes. You saw the pain in his eyes and you felt really bad. But what you weren't expecting was a punch to the stomach. It was quick and you didn't know he was coming at you until he was there. He had ripped your vine-like scarf, so you just quickly grabbed it once you were able to regain your composure and created a new one. <laughs> once you created it, you couldn't see him. There was so much dirt and everything everywhere. Then you felt someone behind you. Never let your guard down, Wyan. He whispered in your ear. And then what you didn't expect was for him to kiss your cheek before lifting you up and carrying you over to the sidelines and dropping you just barely out of bounds. You were still a blushing mess, but, were, but managed to gain back your composure before everyone saw you. Y'all shook hands, and <coughs> you quickly put him on the back of your bike and took him to recovery girl, so... She could heal his broken bones. Oh, crap. Sorry. Uh. The next person Midori had to go up against was Todoroki. You cheered him on from the sidelines, even though he lost. He had made third place, though, and that was all that counted. Kirishima and Tetsu Tetsu had a draw because, well, their quirks were practically the same, except Tetsu Tetsu became metal. You thought this was highly entertaining as they just sat there and punched each other, but nothing really ever did damage. <coughs> Once it was over, Bakugo had, yes, won... 
but was chained up on the top. But what you noticed was this feeling that he was in pain as he wasn't fully forcing himself out with his wrists. He figured you knew why, but ignored it anyways. As Midoriya jogged up to you, you guys hugged. What was that on the field? You asked <coughs> as y'all began walking back to the dorms. He blushed slightly and rolled his eyes. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, really? Maybe this will remind you, you say. You quickly disappear into the trees. He doesn't really realize what you're doing until you drop down behind him, hug him from behind, and kiss him on the cheek. Never let your guard down. You say, Hey! He says, <coughs> Well... I had to refresh your memory somehow. What better way than to demonstrate? You say. Well, Lion, he said quietly. I, I, I like you. A lot, he said. He's a complete red, <coughs> red blushing mess. And you're pretty sure that his face was better than Kirishima's hair. You smile and kiss him on the cheek. I like you too. Wait, really? He says, getting all excited. All he could think was straight up puppy dog. You imagined him having little ears on the side of his head, and you thought it was adorable. <coughs> you nodded your head at his question. When he quickly pulled you into a race, will you be my girlfriend? He barely mutters out, Through his excitement, you quickly nod your head, unable to speak, for a fear that she will scream if you even open your mouth. He quickly puts you up on his shoulders and carries you back to the dorms. <coughs> you think it's funny because he's barely any taller than you, but you're still shorter than him, and the two of you together are too big to walk through the doorway. So he sets you down. As you walk in, Mina runs up to you with Hatsume. <coughs> you and Mina had become great friends while Hatsume was fixing the, some things up during the sports festival. Mina introduced you to the rest of Class 1A. Uraraka was severely jealous that y'all were not dating. But she supported you and said <coughs> that y'all were really cute together. Sorry. Anyways. Y'all begin laughing and then the entire Bonnet class, including with the addition of you and Hatsue and Shinzo because he's dating Kaminari as you have come to find out. And minus Bakugo. <coughs> and Mineta the girls have trapped in the, his dorm. Y'all all cuddle up together and begin watching a movie in the common area. Last thing you re remember before falling asleep 
was a woman screaming on the movie, and you cuddled up to Izuku with your head laying on his chest as he fell asleep. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope the sound quality is better on this, and I hope you all enjoyed the remake more than the original. Um, I have taken down the original because, um, yeah, very sucky, as y'all probably have agreed. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, sorry for the background noise of Kurhi, obviously. Um, but, yeah, have a good day, night, or evening, wherever you're at. And I hope to see you next time. Bye.